Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, or TuneIn on AmericaOutloud.com, where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. We're available Monday through Friday on iHeartRadio at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, or 7 p.m. on the West Coast. We've got a big show tonight. We're really excited for it. We've got on guest B.B. Diamond, who's going to be joining us once again. We always enjoy her uh, company, so we're looking forward to the discussion that we have with her. We're going to start off talking about Michelle Obama and continue to discuss some of these candidates that are talking about running for president, not just in 2024, but in the future beyond that as well. Um, You look at Michelle Obama. This is someone that the media has... Um, propped up since the beginning of Barack Obama's uh, reign as president. And it's continued even after he's been president. When Melania was uh, first lady, all the media wanted to talk about was Michelle and say, oh, Michelle did it like this. Michelle did it like that. Like nothing that Melania could do uh, was good enough. The media has just propped her up and made her like she's some kind of special person uh, that no one else can be able to do the job that she has done as first lady. And that's just not true. I thought Melania Trump was probably one of the best first ladies that we ever had. And now just like Hillary Clinton, people are talking about throwing her in to the presidential race, which I think would be a disaster. Uh, We have had enough of Barack Obama. Some people already think that we're on a third Barack Obama term with Joe Biden. But you look at the popularity of the Obamas with Democrats, and it can be not be denied. They love this guy. They will stick up for him and his wife, Michelle, any chance they get. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what her ambitions are in the future. The Obamas still are relatively young. Uh, so, uh, Rob, what are your thoughts? Do you think uh, Michelle Obama will end up getting into the race and maybe even running for president sometime? Well, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in tonight to this uh, show about Michelle Obama. And I want to also thank our guest, B.B. Diamond, a social media host extraordinaire, activist, uh, fellow conservative. She and her mother, Barbara from Harlem. And if you guys uh, don't follow them on Facebook, I would definitely say please do so. Because every Saturday they come on with a powerful show and it just opens your eyes as to the things that are taking place. And at the front of it all is always our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I would definitely say tune in for our urban story with Barbara from Harlem and B.B. Diamond. Now, going back to your opening, Andrew, about Michelle Obama, because we've been talking about Michelle Obama for quite some time. Uh, and we've said that we wanted to have a show like this. Uh, why should Michelle Obama be the president? Why should we vote for her? Why should she even be considered for that role? Now, we just got out of Black History Month. I think that every month is about history. We should doesn't have we don't have to designate it to one individual group. But be that as it may, some people feel that we have to. You know, I will say that Barack Obama, I will acknowledge that Barack Obama was the first black president and Michelle Obama was the first black first lady. You know, I take my hat off to them. That that should be acknowledged. But it stops right there. Because I think that the both of them were and still are race baiters. I don't think they had an appreciation 
for a country that gave them so much, a country that allowed Barack Obama, who's half black, half white, whatever you want to call it, to become a president after only serving one term in the Senate. Now, he had run on other occasions, but he lost. Just so happened when he ran that last time, he was able to do it because the person he was running against was a poor candidate. But these two individuals from Chicago were elevated to the presidency of the United States, not for one term, but for two terms. But yet and still, they will stand in the choir and will shout that America is a racist country. You know what? America is a racist country. And so are so many other countries are racist countries. But we're not racist at the level that these two claim us to be. And if we are, I think we're becoming racist toward other groups, we being black people. Because you look around, you get this diversity and equity. It's like all oh, black people are bad. I Man, white people are bad. Anything about white people, you got to get rid of them. I was looking this weekend at the author of the uh, cartoon, Dilbert. And he made comments on Twitter, I'm thinking on YouTube, he said that my advice to white people is to get away from black people. People, oh, that's racist. How could he? How could he? But we're telling black people that every day about white people. We're telling white people that you're bad, you're no good. So how is it what he was what he said is racist compared to what Biden is saying from the White House that there are white people that want to lynch? Black people, whereas when you look at the history in Louisiana, and one day they lynched more Italians than they ever lynched black people. And I would also venture to say that more black people have been killed in Chicago, New York City, and New Orleans combined than the amount of blacks that were killed by the Ku Klux Klan. Yes, I said it. You go look it up and you will see that I am right. But with all that knowledge, all that history out there before us, Michelle and Obama still stand in the choir of saying that we are a racist country. Barack Obama had two terms, not one terms. And now some are saying he has three terms because Joe Biden isn't fit to serve. He's not fit to serve. I said that. Yes, he's not fit to serve. Please quote me. We know that Susan Rice is reporting back to Barack Obama. It's a mirror of his administration. And now, lo and behold, Michelle's name has been thrown out there. It was thrown out there before Barack Obama even got out of office. Maybe she should run. Maybe she should run against Trump. And the only reason why they would have wanted her to run against Trump so that they could play the race and gender card. Oh, you can't attack her because she's a black woman. You can't attack her because she's a female. By God, if you're going to get in the kitchen, it's going to get hot. You will get attacked. You will be attacked. You will get burned, rather, if you're in the kitchen. But now all at once is Michelle Obama. Michelle, what has Michelle done? deserve to be president. Well, we can say the same thing in Barack Obama, <laughs> because again, he only served one term in the Senate. And I dare say they only elected him out of guilt. Maybe it's time, because look at the times all the other blacks have run. Not that they were good candidates, but still. And that's on the Democrat side, because we also know that Ben Carson ran. And Ben Carson was a very intelligent man. Of course, now they don't like him because he's a conservative, but that's a different story for another day. But what has Michelle done exactly? I'll tell you, she's done absolutely nothing. But wake up, say that she's a black woman. She's arrived. And because of diversity and equity, you better vote for her, or else you are a white supremacist. You are a racist. We need to bury the racist card. We need to 
redeem that card, shut it down, bring it back in, and never let it come out again. And you know what, guys? I think that's going to happen. Although this is what we're going through right now, this country is extremely painful. It's almost a, necess a necessity for us to get beyond it. Because by the time they're done with this, that word race will be insignificant. No one will ever believe it. And when it does happen, it'll be like the boy calling wolf. No one's going to believe it because we played that card too much. And that's exactly the card they want to play to bring Michelle to high office. B.B. Diamond, thank you for coming tonight. What are your thoughts on Michelle Obama and why she should be the next president? B.B. Diamond. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on. And thank you for mentioning my, me and my mother's program, Our Urban Story, every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. As a Black woman, um, there are our emotions around Michelle Obama. As you eloquently stated, she was the first Black first lady. Um, there's his history. Uh, historic, they're historical figures. Let's give it to them. As you said, Rob, um, she and her husband were at the highest levels in our, our, our country, and yet they still want to play the race card. That frustrates me and millions of patriotic Americans. Michelle Obama does not qualify to be president of the United States. I'm just doing a Google search. What has she accomplished concretely for anyone, let alone her own community? What did Barack Obama achieve before he rose to the level of the presidency. Very little. He was a community organizer. But what tangibly did he accomplish? Did he build a shelter? Did he get, organize a feeding program? Who did he educate the inner city kids? What did they do? You know what it was? Their race and mostly, in effect, their leftism. Because they're leftists, they're socialists. That's why they were propelled to the top of this nation, if you will. There, there are no tangible accomplishments or achievements of Michelle Obama that would say she is presidential material. And what the leftists will do is what they've always done. They'll play the race card to try to guilt Americans into considering her uh, as president. But thankfully, for the most of us, including many Black women, and particularly Black men, that will not work. It shouldn't work. But as you said, they will they will play on the sympathy. But why not give it to her? Look at what Black women have gone through. It's our time. Regardless of the qualifications, what does she check off to say that she could do the job? I mean, I'm hearing that when she did, when she was in corporate America, when she was working at, I think, as a hospital administrator in Chicago, uh, before then she was at a law firm, that she had a rather nasty attitude. And don't take my word for it, just read her book, Becoming Michelle, or Michelle Has Arrived, or whatever it is. I mean, in her book, she clearly states the kind of person that she was. And as Maya Angelou has said, when a person shows you who they are, believe them. She's telling you, she said in her book how she felt about Barack Obama. She even went on a talk show and said that for 10 years, she disliked him. Now, I know that's a personal thing there. I mean, I don't know what's going on there, but this woman is not the woman that people think she is, the accomplished woman and who could do this and do that. No, she would lead by emotions. 
She would make decisions based upon emotions. And then she would do it knowing that no one is going to challenge me on this. Because if they do, I will throw down the race card. I will throw down the feminine card. I'll say that you don't like a strong black woman. And as I've said before, why is it when we talk about black women, we have to say a strong black woman? We never say a strong white woman, another, a strong Asian woman, a strong Japanese woman, a strong Hispanic woman. But for black women, a strong black woman as compared to what? Why does it need an adjective in front of it? So Michelle would go in as a, I'm a strong black woman. Okay, what other woman could you be? But see, these are little key words that they use. To wag the dog tail. We'll say this. This, this will, people will uh, listen to this and go, oh, wait a minute, that's right. But you'll have people like myself and B.B. Diamond and Andrew who look at this and say, no, we don't want this. We don't want any part of this. And no, we're not racist. No, we're not turning on our own race because we don't want her into office. What has she done? Nothing. When she had the opportunity to reach out to Melania and say, Melania, this is not going to be an easy road. Keep a stiff neck and move forward. When she came into office, Laura Bush reached out to her and gave her advice. He said, oh, Michelle said this about Laura. And Laura said, don't believe it. I don't believe it. You're going to be attacked. But Michelle could not do that for Melania. Instead, she behaved like a mean girl. And she joined in. And she taunted her. I remember her going on one of the late night talk shows and saying how Melania brought her a gift. And she was like, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm, you know, I'm like, I don't want this. But then when you look back eight years prior, she did the same thing to Laura, but she brought her a gift. And Laura, being the elegant woman that she is, she accepted it and she handed it off to the Secret Service. But Michelle made a big to-do about it, taking a swipe at Melania. Because truth be told, she's jealous of Melania. She can't compare to Melania. As opposed to saying this is a sisterhood, she wants to take it to the mean girl. And everyone knows she's doing it, but they won't call her out. Why won't they call her out? Because she's Michelle Obama. She's the first black first lady. And we can't say anything negative about her. Meanwhile, in Chicago, Jesse Summerlet, when he came out and lied, Jesse Summerlet, who still isn't in jail, who was found guilty, and a judge let him out while he's supposedly appealing his case, they've probably forgotten all about the case, thanks to Michelle Obama, because she had one of her direct reports who worked in her office on her staff to get in contact with Kim Fox and say, Kim, make this go away. And lo and behold, Kim made it go away. Just like that. Michelle intervening with an ongoing trial. But see, she's a Democrat. No one's going to call her out for that. But she did do it. Yes, Michelle intervened. So Jesse Samolette is out running around when he should be in jail for trying to start a race riot. See, these are the people that the Democrats want to put out front and say, hey, accept them. They don't have the qualifications. But they checked the box for identity politics. I'm not going to forget about what Michelle had done. And other than that, what else positive has she done? Oh, remember when she said, bring our girls back home when those young girls were being uh, kidnapped in Africa? We never saw that through. She changed the school lunch menu. 
Michelle simply isn't a nice person. No, I have to admit, during the first uh, four years of their term, I thought that they softened her appearance, they softened her attitude, and she seemed to want to comply. But after that, there was something else. The real Michelle came out. The nasty Michelle. The one that we see right now, who enjoys the limelight, who enjoys the vacations. Who's telling women, oh, you don't have to listen to your man, do whatever you want to do. As if though she's the head of the household. But no one else can say anything. What are your thoughts on that B.B. Diamond about Michelle and her newfound I guess, persona, the glamour woman, wants to be out there all the time. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And the way she treated Melania was just terrible. Um, But they're trying to glam her up. And I will say one aspect, I think they were somewhat successful when she would reach out to military families during Barack Obama's presidency. But that's about it as far as I'm concerned. Well, they can glam Michelle all up all they want to. The bottom line is, She's, she's not a nice person. She doesn't seem to have compassion unless you're a black and a Democrat or white liberal. And that's just not good enough for the United States, which is the greatest country in the world and the most compassionate one in the world. So I really don't think Michelle Obama in the long run stands a chance to be our, our president. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, very well said, said BB. And I, I think people are just sick and tired of the Obamas in this administration, um, ready for something else. They haven't gotten the job done. We saw eight years of Obama. It was a disaster. And it's just followed suit with Joe Biden. So uh, I think a lot of the American people are just sick of the Obamas and would rather move on. But there is such a big uh, portion of Democrats who just love the Obamas, as I said in the opening. We're going to continue to discuss this. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, or 7 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew and special guest B.B. Diamond. Well, the Out Loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. 
Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. So we're back after Dr. Robin Andrew for the second half. And we're talking about Michelle Obama and how the media and the Democrats, some Democrats, are putting her out there as a possible savior of the country and wanting her to run for the presidency. And do not doubt that if she decides to run, they will lie and they will cheat and do everything possible to put her in the White House. Everything possible. Now, you got to realize that. I mean, that would be, of course, if Joe decided not to run. Because if Joe decided to run, I don't think they would do it. But then, too, maybe they would do it because I don't think Jill and Michelle get along. I don't, I think, I, you know, overall, I think that it's very difficult for a woman to get along with Michelle. She doesn't look like a person who's get, like you could easily get along with because of her own insecurities. And again, you can quote me on this, but then go to her book and read her book. I have not read her book. I've read excerpts from her book. I've listened to her talk about the book and the things that she's talked about. She has a lot of insecurities. So I don't think she has she has many girlfriends per se. I don't think she liked Kamala Harris because she didn't come out and give a glowing endorsement of Kamala the way Obama did. And Obama stood back for quite some time. Remember when Kamala was running for the president? But they didn't just come right they out did. and just say, "We, we they knew that her. they would have been, right. a, yeah, they knew they would have been attaching themselves to a loser, and they did not want to do that." <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was a little bit more than that. Also, I don't well remember when when Kamala became the the what was it in San was she the uh, the attorney general in San Francisco? Barack Obama came out and said that, "Wow, you know, she's good looking. I can't believe this, you know." And he was rooting for her. And then when she became a senator. I don't think Michelle liked that. Michelle was really cold on it. And when I think there was one, uh, there was at one point when she came to the White House and you could see how Michelle was looking at her. Michelle is a mean girl. She should not, no one should even consider her to be in a high office other than the first lady and that's it. But of course, the media, they love doing this. They did the same thing with Hillary. They sacked Hillary's head up that she should be the president. And of course, Hillary decided to run, not once, but twice. Both times, she was defeated. Michelle, on the other hand, could be a different story because she is part of the DEI, Diversity and Equity Party. And right now, liberals, they are eating that up. They would love for her to run. Now, of course, if Joe doesn't 
decide to run. And I think that it looks like he's going to run. And although some of you are saying, well, the media, they're not going to do this. They're not going to support him. They will support him if they think he's going to run. That's their only chance. They will get behind him, especially if no one else decides to run. They will prop him up with like weekend at Bernie's, the same way they propped him up during 2020. And they had him hide in the basement. They will do the exact same thing. Do not doubt me when I say this. But should he decide not to, then you have Kamala. What has she done? Absolutely nothing. She even fell, dropped out of the primaries before the first primary in Iowa when she was running. And when she dropped out, what was her excuse? Oh, they weren't ready for a strong black woman. You're not ready for a woman to lead. Like, no, they don't want you because you're incompetent. But see, no one will tell these people they're incompetent. Look at how much she's stumbling and mumbling just much, as much as Joe when she goes out and she speaks. You would ask yourself, who's writing her speeches? They have campaign writers. They have speech writers. Who's writing the speeches for her? I could do a better job. Now, just imagine. Michelle Obama, she's going to run. And then you have Kamala, who thinks it's hers because she's the vice president. And you know that she and Jill, they don't get along. So Jill would do all she can to campaign against her. So she would probably have to step into Michelle's camp. Unless, of course, the first gay president, Pete Buttigieg, Edge, who has done absolutely nothing as Secretary of Transportation, supply chain problem, look at the aviation problem, all falls under Pete. Now, the media, I've noticed, they're trying to clean it up by saying, oh, well, look at Elaine Chao under President Trump. She didn't do much. Now, this is the same Elaine Chao that they were trying to defend because they saying that Trump was being a racist against her when he called her Coco, Coco Chao, which isn't racist at all. He was just referring to the suits that she wears, Coco Chanel. But the media, oh, let's call, let's say this is racism. Now they want to attack her because their boy Pete is being attacked. And rightfully so, because he has done nothing. Supply chain problem, aviation problem, baby formula problem. And now we have the oil spill. 20 days later, then he's going to show up looking like a deer in headlights. And what does he do? Oh, he does what like, they always do. Well, this is Trump's problem. And I see many in the media now trying to blame Trump. Oh, well, he deregulated this. He did that. No, it has nothing to do with it. That had nothing to do with Pete not going there. It's yours now. You need to own it. But they want to make their little boy Pete look good because we want maybe he could be the first gay president. Never mind you, he did absolutely nothing in South Bend. The blacks in South Bend don't like him. But don't you find it interesting how the media has like shut down the blacks, their voices in South Bend? You don't hear anything. They won't go there. But what they are doing is trying to put Pete out there to reinvent him and say, oh, well, look at what he's doing for diversity and equity. He's making certain that all these contracts go to minority-owned companies when it's time for construction on roads. Look at what he's doing, black people. Black people don't buy it. They're trying to dress him up so that you will accept him. We will not accept Pete Buddha Edge the same way we won't accept Kamala or Michelle Obama. Bibi, what do you say? You know, thank you. Uh, you're raising an excellent point. I am so sick of this diversity and inclusion. What about a merit-based system? Yes, if we have Blacks and others, Asians who are 
is qualified. They run the race. They do what they need to do. And if they get elected or selected uh, if, or for a contract, that's fine. But to purposely pick out minority businesses or women-owned businesses just because they are that, that's affirmative action in my view, and you will not get the best people. Now, Pete Buttigieg um, has been a flop all around. You mentioned his term as the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. He was not successful there. And the reason he is on the, in Joe Biden's cabinet is because, he, as you said, he's a homosexual. What highlighted his failure and his, I guess, his detachment really from his job and from the American people is that it took President Donald J. Trump to go to East Palestine, Ohio, and give these people bottled water and care and concern for Pete Buttigieg and his boss, Biden, to pay attention to the people in East Palestine, Ohio. It is a shame that it was more important for Biden to go to Poland, to go to Ukraine care about their, them, promising them billions more. Uh, Americans are suffering. That incident in East Palestine and the reaction by the government and by Buttigieg captures why the American people will not vote for Biden for a second term. They understand that the Bidens and the Obamas and the Democrats overall generally do not care about us. They put a second or third and we're sick of it. The way they treated us, the forgotten Americans, led to the rise of Donald J. Trump. And I do believe he will be reelected. Now, let me touch on Kamala very quickly. Kamala is extremely unqualified. She can't even speak well. They, As you noted, Rob, they write out a script. She, the word salad. You don't understand where she's going. She's not that intelligent. Um, she's an affirmative action candidate who, in essence, um, slept her way up. And there's a fact that she slept with the former mayor of San Francisco, uh, Willie Brown. That is a documented fact. Okay? Kamala no, doesn't need to be anywhere near the presidency. And the only way she is there is because Barack Obama, Salah, I did say select on purpose, because they knew they were going to do everything in their power to steal the election for Joe Biden. He was she's not qualified at all. Neither is Michelle. We want qualified candidates. We, we will not outrule, oh, because he's white, he's a Christian male. No, we want the best because the American people deserve. You're right. We de They deserve the best. And these candidates are not the best. It's just diversity, equity, diversity, inclusion. I mean, what what exactly do I'm gonna ask a rhetorical question? What do they see in these candidates? Well, we know what they see in them. They want us, they want to be able to walk out and say, Well, look, look at what America did. We had elected the first gay president. But where is that gonna get you on the world stage? Biden has had got us into a war with Russia. Ukraine is a strawman. We're behind the scenes pulling the strings. And then you have China and Russia getting closer and closer by the day. The media won't report on it. They're making us think, oh, it's okay. Oh, no. These are just naysayers. They just don't like what's happening. No! Biden will get us all killed. And do you think Michelle can come in? Oh, she'll come in and she'll resolve it? No, they probably won't even talk to her. The Chinese makes no qualm as to who they like and who they don't like. They see what's happening here. Look at what they did to Barack Obama when he visited. They kept him on the tarmac for 45 minutes to an hour. Do you think if, Mich if Michelle Obama's the president, they're going to come out and roll out the red carpet? Absolutely not. We're living in a bubble. 
We're living in a make-believe bubble that we've created, Andrew, and we're thinking that everyone is going to accept us if we do this. The Chinese don't like homosexuals. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest and put the cards on the table. If you're gay in China, you're subject to be killed. And you have gays and trans here in America thumbing their nose up saying this is the worst place to live. Okay, then leave. Leave. No one is making you stay here, but you stay because you know this is the best place to live. So if you think that putting Pete at the top is going to help your cause, absolutely not. It is not going to. As B.B. Diamond said, we need the best. We need the ones that are qualified. Michelle is not qualified. Kamala is not qualified. Pete isn't qualified. We already know that Joe isn't qualified, although the media keeps trying to prop him up as if though he's some, oh, he's the smartest person. When he went overseas, oh, look at, he looked so good when he was in Ukraine. It reminded me of JFK, reminded me of Barack Obama who went to Berlin. I'm like, stop. It's all a lie. They know that this man looked out of place. He was, didn't even look like he should be there. And the sirens are going, oh, look at Joe. It was a threat to his life. There was no threat. This was theatrics. This was a production by Susan Rice to make you think. And you have individuals, liberals, that are buying into this, that are looking at this and saying, oh, my God, look at Joe. He was just so powerful. He looked so strong. Then the man gets on the airplane, Air Force One, and he starts stumbling. He starts stumbling before our very eyes. And they're telling you, oh, you can't see that. That didn't happen. We saw it, and it did happen. We cannot afford to let our country go to waste by electing based upon gender and skin or race. We can't do it. Or sexual orientation. We cannot do it. That is a dangerous game to play, especially at this day and age. It is extremely dangerous. And China is looking at us, and they're licking their lips because they know, Andrew and Bibi, that we will fall soon. For them to be able to put up a balloon in the air to go from the east, from the west to the east, and we do absolutely nothing. And then once it's accomplished its mission, then we just start shooting down everything out of the sky. Do you think Michelle Obama could have handled that? Do you think Kamala could, Miss Word Salad, as BB said, could handle that? Pete Buttigieg, who's afraid of his own shadow, who couldn't even go to East Palestine? Do you think any one of them can handle it? What we're about to encounter the next four years, God bless us. But those candidates, absolutely not. They cannot. They don't have what it takes. That's the reason why we are where we are right now. I mean, Andrew, can you imagine we enter a war with Joe Biden in office or Michelle Obama? Do you think that we would be victorious? Yeah, I don't like to imagine it, but it seems like it's becoming more and more likely by each passing week with us um, upping the tensions with both uh, Russia, China. And uh, these other countries, I mean, Joe Biden, no one feels safe under his administration. And truthfully, they shouldn't. Well, I mean, and then uh, <laughs> speak of them, look at the military force. I mean, Mark Miley, Lord Austin. Who exactly do you think Michelle would make put in charge of everything? Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett? Can you imagine B.B. Diamond, a cabinet selected by Michelle Obama based upon DEI? It would be a disaster for this country, straight up a disaster. We need people who are competent, aware, patriotic, and who will put this country first. That's what we need. We don't need a bunch of emotions, people and their feelings, and you know, uh, putting people in power who 
do not have the qualifications for the safety of this country, you must elect those who are qualified to hold those positions. Qualified, that is the only way. I mean, imagine a Pete Buttigieg. Imagine him in the White House and the people he would put on his cabinet member, as it selected his cabinet members, rather. I mean, I would dare think about it. I mean, you would have gay, the, the color of the rainbow would be flying over the, uh, the Capitol. A, like an identity flag? Are you serious? Take that flag. Okay, if you like the flag, fine. And I read the other day that a woman was arrested for burning the flag. And they burned the American flag 24-7. No one says anything about it. You have activist judges saying, oh, they have a right. Now, she did something else. Uh, I think she uh, might have, I think, damaged a police car. But the fact that they put that in the story, and I'm like, that's unbelievable. Whereas the American flag, people can do whatever they want to do to it. And without, you know, they, they don't put them in jail. They don't arrest them. They just say, oh, okay, you have the right to do it. This is where the country has come to. And as I read once, they said that once you get people to dislike the country, once you get people to forget their history, to not know where they're from, just to forget everything, they start hating on the country. When it's time to go to war, they won't want to go to war because why would they? They hate the very country that they have prospered in, the very country that has allowed them the liberty to pursue happiness. They've forgotten it all. Look at how they want to change the Constitution. We want to rewrite the Constitution. Why do you want to rewrite the Constitution? Well, because it's written for white men. But we've had amendments and other amendments, and that's just what's so great about our country. But these people, they don't care. Because they want you, they want our children to hate our country in a time that we can't afford that. When we have China, which is a serious threat, and the media is telling us, don't you worry about it. The same way they told us not to worry about COVID. And now look at the truths that are coming out. Look at what the New York, not the New York Times, but uh, Wall Street Journal just came out and said. The origins of the virus. We knew it all along. Look at what they're saying now about the vaccine. So just imagine if they would lie about that. Look at how they would lie to put a Michelle Obama in office, making you think she's the best, she's the only person. But Andrew, we all know she is not, and we need to beware of these people. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I've got a great product to tell you guys about before we go to break. Try out Healthy Cell. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Rob and I did, and we are so happy we tried Healthy Cell. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. And you can go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, and save 25% off with the promo code OUTLOUD. I'll say that one more time. Go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, see what looks good for you, and you can save 25% off using the promo code OUTLOUD at checkout. It's a great deal. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robert Andrew and special guest B.B. Dark. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. 
Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew with BB Diamond. We've just been discussing uh, Michelle Obama and some of Joe Biden's hires that seem like they're nothing more than diversity hires or people that are completely unqualified for their job. People like Pete Buttigieg, people like Kareem Jean-Pierre, people like Michelle Obama, uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, you look at people that Biden is associated with himself with, and they're just completely unqualified for their jobs. And it was never more apparent when Pete Buttigieg uh, went to Ohio last week flaunting dress shoes. Uh, I swear he must have been standing on a box that whole trip because he looked like he was as tall as those construction workers. And I know <laughs> I know that guy's only like five foot four. So I think uh, he was probably traveling with a box or his shoes have heels on them, something like that. But uh, nonetheless... Uh, he's completely unqualified for his job. Kamala Harris, I mean, the vice president of the United States, it was just too big for her. She was not ready. She only polled at 1% when she ran for president. And as I've mentioned before, Joe Biden had no choice but to pick her because he said he would pick a black woman. And uh, Michelle Obama was not interested in linking up with Joe Biden. And pretty much the only other uh, black woman in politics that has got a lot of name value well, I don't know if it's value, but a lot of name is Kamala Harris. Um, I know there was like the mayor from Atlanta and a couple others that he could have selected, but they weren't as well known on a national stage as Kamala Harris. So I think she pretty much got picked by default. And could you imagine some of these diversity hires like Pete Buttigieg or Kamala Harris in charge of our country? I mean, you already look at the school systems and they're a complete disaster. Uh, this video that happened the other day in Florida, I think it was last week now, where this uh, black teenager, he was 17 years old, uh, special ed, he got his Nintendo Switch taken away, and he just gets up and knocks his teacher out cold. Um, and then he continued to punch her in the head until he got pulled off, and then he spit on her as he was being pulled away from her and said that any time that she would ever try and take his Nintendo Switch again, he would do the same exact thing to her. So the disrespect that these kids have for their teachers, I mean, this is just unbelievable to me. And the Democrats want these teachers to remain unarmed and defenseless. Um, you think uh, maybe if this lady had mace or something, it would have helped, but I don't even know. This kid was six foot six and she had to weigh like 130 pounds and he knocked her out cold. Uh, I said the best way for this kid to learn a lesson is he needs to find out how tough he really is in a federal prison because I have a feeling he wouldn't be talking so tough there. Uh, Rob, what did you make of that story that came out of Florida last week? I hope there are some serious consequences i know the kid probably has some kind of uh mental health issues who doesn't nowadays right but uh, he's also 17 years old and i know a lot of states they'll charge 17 year olds as an adult what do you think 
I think that he should be charged as an adult. Yes, he does have some mental issues, and it's unfortunate. But this is what happens when you allow people like the Democrats to take control of your schools and of your laws. Now, people will say, well, this is in Florida. This is where Ron DeSantis is. Right, it's in Florida. It's where Ron DeSantis is. But Ron DeSantis doesn't run every little nook and cranny within the state. There are some Democrats that are in the state that are still pushing their agenda. Ron DeSantis came out and said that he wanted to get rid of the AP Black History courses because he knew that they were trying to teach our Black children how to be gay. That's, that's the only way our history is evolving is around gays, which is wrong. Okay, you can be gay and still be a part of history, but we don't need to know about your sexuality. But he had to step in and correct it. So I look at this situation, and when you delve into it and you see what happened, it's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And it's not the only place, but not too far down the road in Florida, you had an 18-year-old, 18-year-old kid who killed a Black mother and her 8-year-old child. You had reporters going to report on it. And this 18-year-old, I said kid, no, man, animal, wild person, went and killed the journalist. And when they proceeded to arrest him, what did he do? He falls on the ground, throws a fit, and starts saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Now, where have we heard that from? I can't breathe. I can't breathe. My arms are up. Don't hurt me. Where have we heard that? George Floyd? Michael Brown? Now, this 18-year-old man was apprehended. The police took him in. And when they took him in, and they proceeded to interrogate him, you know what he decided to do? He decided to pretend as if though he was falling asleep. What is happening in our country? I was reading somewhere else, they were saying that, you know, more than likely, this and this 18-year-old man has a rap sheet, 18 years old now. I mean, longer than two arms put together. 18 years old. I grieve for the families of those that were killed. I grieve for this 18-year-old. Where are his parents? Where are the fathers? Well, Barack Obama spoke about those absent fathers once. And you know what? He spoke about it, and then he said no more about it because black people didn't like that. They didn't like when he was telling the truth. You know who else spoke about that? Don Lemon, before he went woke. He spoke about it on CNN. During the Ferguson, Missouri riots, the Michael Brown was killed. It was his own fault. Hands up, don't shoot. He never put his hands up. If he did, he put them up to attack the police officer. But yeah, Don Lemon came out and said, black people, if you, want to, if you want to take care of your community, pull up your pants. Start by pulling up your pants. Take care of your community. Teach your children. See, all that's gone out the window. Barack Obama didn't want to talk about it. Michelle Obama has never talked about it. She's too busy saying that white people are after her. They're wondering why when she went in to get ice cream, they didn't want to serve her. That was a made-up lie. Yes, I'm calling it. It was a lie. Because had that happened, the Secret Service would have said something about it. The Secret Service would have been right there. And we would have known about it when it happened. You mean she's going to wait some years later after she's out of the office to talk about it? No. She's doing it for attention. Meanwhile, you got these black kids being killed in the streets by other blacks, black kids attacking people. So when I read the piece by Dilbert, the guy who wrote Dilbert, 
the cartoonist, and he said, my advice to white people, stay away from black I'm like, well, I would tell them the same thing. Stay away from them. Because look at what's happening. But no one wants to stand up and speak the truth, BB. We want to pretend as if though it's not there and it's staring us in our faces, glaringly in our faces. Someone would say, oh, well, white people are doing this. Okay, black people only make up 13% of the population. We should make up a lot more than that, but we're not because we keep killing each other. I mean, how long have we been here on only 13% of the population? And now you have the Hispanics, the largest minority group. Now, granted, they've been coming across the border illegally, but come on. 13% of the population? Are we, we're killing ourselves, and then we're killing ourselves with abortion? Wake up! This is not good. But no one wants to say anything about it, especially Michelle Obama. She's not going to mention the truth. How could she? Her base wouldn't like her. Those lily white, uh, bougie blacks and whites, the lily white whites, wouldn't like that. Because they're too woke. They're, they're, they're filled with guilt. Really? Baby, what are your thoughts? You know, Rob, you bring up a very good uh, subject here. The root cause is the broken home. And um, uh, the, the, the fount of that, if you will, these bad policies that have negatively impacted the Black community to a large extent come from the Democratic Party platform and their policies. An, an example, giving women more money if there is no man in the home. And that started in the late 60s. Right. All these different policies, abortion on demand, they have negatively impacted the black community. And as a result, I think you are finding and we are seeing more and more black young men, particularly the men, because they're more expressive, whereas black women will take it out on themselves, unfortunately, as females tend to do. But a disturbed black male, they're causing a lot of chaos. And yet, they're only 6 to 7% out of the 13% of the population, and yet they're committing almost 50% of the violent crimes. This is outrageous. This is unacceptable. But you're right. The leftists will not address the root cause, which is broken home, because it doesn't fit the narrative. In fact, because they wanted to demasculate and to feminize men, remove them from a home, that's why you see a lot of this coming in. That's the agenda that they wanted, but it's harming a great deal of people. You know, they can live in, in Westchester County. They can live where it's safer, but the policies that are harming us, we who live in these inner cities, we're feeling the impact. These teachers who go, go into the Bronx, in Miami, Newark, New York City, they're feeling the effects of these of the, of the broken home that has been encouraged by the Democratic Party. Listen, you have to politicize this, but that's the reality of it. At its core, it is a spiritual battle because a lot of young men are not growing up with the father in the home, and then they're not taught the Ten Commandments. So you have a double whammy. They have no moral guidelines, a moral, uh, a moral, you know, they don't know which way to go. So they're guided by the streets. They're guided, you know, if they they're guided by impulses. If the impulse tells them to punch the teacher, to punch someone on the New York subway, that's what they do. We're dealing with mental health issues. One mother with two kids by two different men. So we're dealing with a lot here, but the liberals will not touch it because they want to keep pushing the idea of race, not about race. They're projecting onto white people 
what we're doing to ourselves. Not fair and it's not right. And it's so true. That's what they're doing. No one wants to address the root cause. So when you see people like this huge kid just pummeling a teacher, and when they arrested him, I heard him say, oh, am I going to jail? I don't want to go to jail. It's like, but look at what you did. And where are his parents? They'll have the police come in, and he resisted and tried to attack the police, and they shot him. The parents would be on the 6 o'clock news with Ben Crump saying that we want justice. Don't, don't protest, no violence. We want justice. You know why? Because they're looking at millions of dollars that will be paid out to them. Look at the young man who killed the black mom and the daughter. And I say, I say black purposefully because he was black, the mom was black, and then the little girl was eight. She was black. You don't see any of these black activists in the streets protesting. Where are they? You don't see Black Lives Matter saying that that eight-year-old girl's life was ended and that her life mattered. Where are they? Nowhere to be found. Because it didn't involve a white person doing the killing. Each time there was a killing that has taken place, the media is quiet and silent. The killing that took place, I think, in Michigan. Completely quiet. Nothing about it at all. We don't, we're not even talking about it. We've forgotten all about it that took place at MSU. No one is saying anything about it because the killer was black. But had the killer been white and shot black people, we would still be talking about it. So when the cartoonist came out and made those comments, I'm like, that's not racist. He's just speaking the truth. It's probably uncomfortable, but he was speaking the truth. Because what has happened in our society because of Joe Biden is that they've turned everything around and say it's open season on white people. And why? Oh, because of the injustices that took place. Okay, but look at the injustices that's being played out right now. What happens when the tables are turned? Because you have children right now that are seeing this. And we're creating hate and anger in their hearts when they grow up and then they take control. We will have complete chaos across the land. And why? Because Democrats have failed policies. They don't know how to govern. Their way of governing is we're going to get back at you, and this is how we're going to get back at you. Right. The 18-year-old who killed that family. Can you imagine had the police lit him up? His mom and dad his, and his stepdad and all the other uncles that pretend to be his dad would be out, well, what happened is wrong, and they just singled him out. No, he killed someone. Uh-huh. And this starts at the home, like we've been saying, what these kids are growing up in. Because I know Rob and BB probably would agree with me. If we got in trouble at school, we'd be a lot more worried about what our parents were going to do to us than what uh, the school teacher was going to do to us. So I think this discipline that these kids just do not have, it's starting at the home. And uh, it's just a cultural and society problem that we have right now. You're right. And not only that, Andrew, because the government is trying to take control of the schools and the family to tell you how to raise your children. You can't do this. You can't do that. Look at the whole gender thing, gender reaffirming. If your kid wants to be changed or sex, you got to let them do it. You mean the medical, American Medical Association is in agreement with this? Well, of course, because they have been captured by the woke liberals. 
when you start looking at the background of the people that are at the top, you will see most of them are probably gay themselves. Not that there's anything wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But when you want to try to force that on our families, look all around it. You see it all over. It has been an explosion. Kids are confused. Parents are afraid. Schools don't know what to do. Our justice system has become corrupt. It's become woke. And then the people that are running for office on the left, we must admit it on the left. Don't mention to me about uh, what's his name, Mitt Romney, a Susan, Lisa Murkowski, or Susan Collins, because they're nothing but glorified Democrats saying that they're Republicans. Because when you're not standing for conservative values, and you're letting all this stuff go in, no, you're not a conservative. But you have this lot of people that are pushing this evilness, this abomination, baby. We have to start praying. What do you say? No, you're absolutely right. I say we have to start praying because at its root, this is a spiritual battle. Yes, it's played out in the field of politics, but at its core, it's a spiritual battle. Please pray for America. Pray for your children and the children in the community. Thank you so much for having me on. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, BB. And uh, if people want to uh, listen to your show on Saturdays, where was the best spot they could do to go uh, to listen? Thank you. Please go to Barbara from Harlem's uh, Facebook account on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, BB. Thank you to everyone who joined us on After Dark with Robin Andrews. Show flew right by. We're on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review or two thumbs up, whatever you can do. We appreciate it. Or go to AmericaOutloud.com where you can stream 24-7 talk radio. We'll see you guys next time. Remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. <laughs>